Five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA, and we're going to be talking about male engagement today. Also, we've got some breaking news, but first, a little bit of fun. Peroni Capri Sandy Cove, their new logger. And here comes a golf ball. Because they're lounging in a sand trap, not on the beach. Nice out. The taste that takes you there. The new bright and crisp lager. Okay, so that's going to be, well, let's get the story now from, from Amy Houston over here. And uh, here's the story. She says, the Peroni's first brand extension in 60 years. I'm not sure, of course, what Peroni, <laughs> what they did besides this. I just don't know. Uh, but they worked with the independent uh, agency Troublemaker and um, Camila Zapiola, um, director at Stink Films. <laughs> who said it was a dream come true uh, to shoot this stuff. They have four commercials on here. I took what I thought was the funniest one and uh, shot it in Argentina. Lots of amazing cast. We had a lot of fun doing it. And so they're going to run it in. Um, they're going to run it in, uh, I think, the UK. And it's set in here someplace. <laughs> they're going to run it overseas. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Let's go on. Breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. Japs Olson sells Twin Cities printing plant to New York firm Angelo Gordon for $71 million. And I was stunned because that's, as far as I know, that's their main, uh, their main printing facility. And uh, Japs Olson has been one of our best, first and best supporters of the WDMA. And I think anyone who sells direct mail... <laughs> Printing should be a supporter, and so if you're not supporting this, if your company's not supporting this, where I fight for mail every day and I explain the benefits of mail every day, or the disadvantages of digital or something like that. Um, anyway, this is their main plant, and so I was a little stunned. Um, but then the article goes on to say, Japs Olson will remain in the facility for the next 20 years through a lease with the new owner. New York-based Angelo Gordon. I don't know what happens after 20 years, but uh, Mary England texted me this morning and said, did you hear the news about Japs Olsen? I said, I did, but I think, you know, at first I was stunned thinking that they might have, you know, just sold out to another printer or to a venture company that's putting together printing companies because she said there seems to be a trend in printing companies getting bought and globbed together. I think that's true. In fact, I, uh, Steve, um, <laughs> Steve up in Canada, <laughs> it'll come to me. <laughs> he, uh, he's working on that in Canada and in the U.S. On they're working they're, The group that acquired his company is working on putting together more companies. And so, um, and so, I said, yeah, I don't think that's what's going on. I think what's going on is is that Japs wanted to take this asset 
that's worth $71 million and turn it into cash because they have some other expansion that they want to do. And, you know, they, they're sitting on this very, very valuable asset that they can't really leverage or do much with. Of course, they could get a loan, but this way they don't have to get a loan. And um, Angela Gordon, on the other hand, maybe they got a pile of cash. They don't know what to do with it. So this turns their cash into a balance sheet asset. Not that cash isn't, but this is that actually generates a return on investment. So it turns their pile of cash into a recurring revenue stream plus an asset on their balance sheet. And so there's reasons for both of them to do it, but it's mostly a financial play. Japs Olson will keep printing. <laughs> no worries. And uh, shout out to, to, <laughs> to Debbie Roth. And I was... You know, with this kind of breaking news, and I could only find it in the Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Journal. That was the only place this article ran. So you're hearing it here probably first. I can't believe printing impressions didn't have it. Um, but, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll call up Debbie and make sure I get the details right and make sure that made any sense. I'm purely speculating on the reasons why they might be doing it. That's my own pure speculation. The bottom line is they're not going to move out they're not going to stop printing and uh but i wanted to make it a little more dramatic as i like to do okay this is actually a better article than i was expecting from print week and um it's hard to read i couldn't get it to print any bigger uh this chart disappears if i make it print any bigger but the the black line is um engagement and the the article goes into great detail about the number of days and the number of touches that a direct meal piece gets after it arrives at the house. And it's almost five or six uh, touches. I think it's an average of about six. Some of them get about eight. And it also says that 75% of the mail, people say, 75% does not get immediately thrown in the trash, that it gets set aside to look at later and multiple times. So, you know, people think that they're, that they're, that mail is expensive. It, nothing could be further from the truth. Uh, the, the truth is that a Google pay-per-click is maybe, I'm going to turn the mic down a little bit. It seems like it's getting over hit here. Pay-per-click. So if it's $2 per click, right? Never mind that you might be driving those clicks by mail already, so it means you're paying double. But let's say it's two, 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 uh, $2. And uh, some of them are way higher. Some of them are lower. Um, you know, but Google says the bounce rate is 50%, which means people come to your site, they don't even click another link, which means they're not engaged. They're not there at all. Um, and many times they only stay seconds if you, if you track this stuff. So... You're paying $2 for that. You're really paying $4 for that, for any engagement whatsoever. So now you've paid $4, and after that, the response rate is about comparable, from what I can tell of my e-commerce marketers, uh, to a mail response rate. You know, it's a couple of percent, give or take. So you're paying essentially $4 per piece in digital when you can do the same, you can accomplish the same thing for a dollar in mail. It just looks expensive, you know, because it doesn't string in every day. <laughs> Look at your overall budget, right? And now we're going to get to the most important part 
right? Which is 3D mail, 3D marketing, okay? And uh, and this was in the UK, and it's a great study. And you want to go over to WDMA.org and get the show notes. Every day I post these articles, and you can dig deeper and find out more, and that keeps me from talking forever. Okay, how 3D marketing blows past the gatekeeper and skepticism to supercharge your results. 18% response rate for this campaign, for a particular campaign that uh, Craig Huey is talking about. Um, and we're going to have Craig Huey on here one of these days. We're, we've already been figuring it out, getting the time and all that. Okay, if your target marketing, if your target audience is business to business, or if it's high ticket item, so LoveSack, after they drove traffic to the website, with mail and with TV, using the offers that we found were the most effective by testing mail, once they did that, if a person engaged, they would they would retarget them once, I think, with a postcard, but then they would retarget them if they visited the stores, they would retarget them with a, a wooden box that had that opened up and it had magnets in it that were the, the, the sizes it had the room, a room grid laid out, and it had little magnets that were the size of the sectional pieces of furniture. And apparently, they got some of this idea from the um, from the bed. What's the name of that bed? <laughs> that goes that you can make firmer or less, and tip it all over the place, and all that. Um, I don't remember, but it's uh, it's a magic bed. And they were doing 3D mail also on follow-up. And apparently that was very successful. This was just, this was just, we, we helped them develop this customer journey sort of marketing. They came up with that one. I had nothing to do with it. I thought it was a little more expensive than I would spend on this. But the sectional uh, is a fairly expensive high ticket average order. And so they found it to be very, very effective. And, um, but the point is, it was, you know, like a beautiful wooden box that you could assemble and fit your, fit your furniture into your, into your living room or wherever you want to put it. And um, so it doesn't have to be just business to business. Of course it doesn't, right? So uh, there's a direct mail format that breezes through obstacles to land squarely on your prospect's desk and generate responses of at least 3% or even higher. We've gotten up to 92%. It's called three-dimensional 3D mail, and usually they use a FedEx or UPS delivery so that it has a higher perceived value. Of course, it has a higher cost, but again, it just depends on what you're selling, right? And so they were working with um, they were working with a software company, iProTech, and again, this will be in the show notes. You can go get this article, and um, it's a, it's a company that creates software for top corporate attorneys. And they wanted to drive traffic to their booth at an industry conference. Okay. And so they sent out a package, which was a uh, money maze. I don't know what that is, with a dollar bill trapped inside. And if you solved the maze, you got the dollar. But if you couldn't solve the maze, you could bring it to the booth and get the solution and get the dollar. And they had an 18% response rate. Um, and um, 
the IPO team came to a profitable conclusion. The sale of just one software program would more than quadruple the campaign's ROI, they reveal, and they revealed much more. Um, so, I mean, I don't, I, we don't know how many pieces they did. We don't know a lot of things. One other advantage of 3D mail or 3D, sending 3D items out. This is something I got from, from the Uline rep. Let's see a little Uline thing. One advantage is that you might have coffee mugs or, and you can get a short run and it doesn't cost you, you know, if you want to do 200 of anything almost in imprinted merchandise, it's not that hard to do. And so you can do a sh very, very short run. You can print the letters on your laser printer. You can get little boxes from Uline, right? And so, um, and, and so your, though your cost per piece is high, it's it's not as as scalable or whatever. It, it doesn't change much if you mail 10,000 pieces, which get to be logistically difficult, or you mail 10 pieces, right? You might be able to do that very, very easily. And uh, I mailed out a piece. Let's see if I got it here. Yeah. I mailed out a piece as a follow-up. There it is. Makes noise in a funny box. I didn't do it UPS. And um, and it has a puzzle inside. It says, we solve puzzles, essentially. And it rattles. And uh, so, you know, you just, you can assemble a couple a day, send them out. Um, hand addressed. I did that myself, I think. Or somebody with very nice handwriting did it. And so, you know, you get... It's it's a it's a very 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 powerful thing that you can't do in digital, you know you just can't you can't do 3D in digital. So 3D marketing is a mail device, and if you have a high ticket item, you really want to try it. And you know there's a simple there's simple ones like um, I get I get pens in the mail all the time. I even save them. That's kind of funny. I save them because I I think they're cool. I get Miglosh marketing pens. And uh, and they're in a in a sort of a bubble pack where the pen fits in there. I don't. It's a beautiful pack because it can go in the mail and they can mass produce it and they basically are imprinting the pen and putting it in the envelope addressed to me. So it's a wonderful it's a wonderful device. But anyway, there's just a wide variety. Give me a call if you'd like some help with this. Um, you know, I've gotten a few calls on this particular topic how do we do 3d mail with our best customers because you can't spend enough on your best customers get their attention uh, get their help it's the best way to build loyalty have a great day like and share your friends will know you're smart bye bye